Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best. Damn. Nation. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. First of all, uh, I would like to welcome to the show the renaissance man himself. The entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. Some call him the genie of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You know who? We do. <laughs> he is the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Your boy, LP, is in the building. What's going on, man? What's happening, pimp? What's going on with you? You know, man, in the middle of a shoot, but I still had to check in with y'all today. Oh, man. You know, it's always good to hear from the great LP uh, during one of his uh, photo shoots, man. What you doing today? A uh, little boudoir. Too. Boudoir? Okay. All right. All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody going to look good today. You know what I mean? LP is going to shine them up. You know, make them look real good. Uh, is, um, how many models do you have for the shoot? I just one a day. Okay. All right. Well, shoot, man. We have we have you. We're glad to have you on the show. Uh, it's a lot of stuff going on, man. Uh, you want to talk some wrestling, LP? Yeah, let's talk I'm about it. I, I know you do. Listen, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you, man. It's a lot of stuff that's been happening, um, and you know this is my favorite time. Of today, when I get to do one of my favorite segments, beautiful people, prepare yourself. It's not topics. LPZ, we just saw one of the greatest endings to one of the greatest storylines of all time. I don't care about your love of hip hops. I don't care about your telenovelas. I don't care about the young and the restless or as the world turns. But what I do care about, sir, is this bloodline storyline, man. And we got a doozy of an ender for you. Listen, LP, did you get to check it? I know it's been buzzing all around uh, the web space, man. But did you get to check out the finale or somewhat uh, an ending? Of Roman Reigns tyrannic, tyrannic, tyrannical, tyrannical, tyrannical. That's a word. Tyrannical reign. Tyrannical, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, you can't not miss it, it's all over the place. It's all over the place, man. Let's talk about it for a second. Oh man, listen. Bloodline has been feuding, having some inner turmoils. For the last couple of weeks, we saw Jimmy Uso get exiled from the bloodline last week. And now this week, your tribal chief wanted to see if Jay Uso was still down with the crew. They gave him an ultimatum. Jay Uso, either you get down or lay down. But Roman Reigns came from, from a different perspective and a different point of view saying, hey, I wanted to make you the tribal chief. You were next in line. 
to get the whole throne, to carry the weight of the tribal chief and the weight of the championship and the weight of the family on your shoulders. Jay Uso, you were next in line. And the only person who did not like main event, Jay Uso, was your brother, Jimmy Uso. So Roman Reigns turned to the wise man and said, Rise man, who was the only person that did not believe in Jay? Paul Heyman's eyes got real big. You know how you point at somebody without pointing at somebody? You know what I'm saying? You use your eyes like, you. you. <laughs> just, that's kind of what Paul Heyman hit us with, man. Um, and Jay turned to Jimmy and said, Jimmy, is that true? Jimmy was like, yeah, it's true. He was like, oh, oh, you know how Jay started pacing this shit. When he started pacing it, that's when you know it's, it's about to go down. He started pacing this stuff. He was like, oh, so I spit for Roman Reigns and Solo and Paul Heyman to not believe in me. But I don't expect that from you. We up here beefing with them, but the whole time I've been trying to keep up with your ass. You know Jay from the hood because he he when he point his his arm his wrist his hand wrist motion he just point he point at somebody like this not not with one finger but the whole five fingers <laughs> I've been trying to keep up with your ass Mister Prime King huh Mister <laughs> Mister most valuable player most likely to succeed you know what I'm saying and so I thought. That the whole thing was gonna be over. Because when Jay Uso said, you know what? So you out. You out of the bloodline. Roman back there laughing like a chest cat. <laughs> yeah, he out. <laughs> Roman up there laughing at him. Jay looked at his brother and said, I'm out too. Pushed him and kicked the shit out of Roman Reigns. The whole place went crazy. The whole entire building went crazy. Nobody could believe it. I was on the couch like, ow! Ow! <laughs> I could not believe what I was seeing. Solo didn't know what to do. He was like, you know what? I'm going to ride with the tribal chief. He started, went to attack his brother. Jay ducked out the way, caught a super kick from Jim. He stumbled back. Both of, listen, the, the Usos are so good. The only thing that they have to do is look at each other. And their timing is, is perfect. So when they do the double kicks and they kick their opponents in the face at the same time, <laughs> laid them out. Roman Reigns got up. How can you do this to me? I can't believe you do this to me. They looked at him, kicked him in the face, knocked him out clean. Flushed. Laid out on the ground, arms stretched wide, armpits to the sky. Man, a great ending to this storyline. I know that there's more, but LP, let me get your thoughts on the whole bloodline storyline so far and the way that it ended. Storyline itself with the Usos. Kicking Roman Reigns in the face. Let's talk about it. Oh man, I think it's um, 
I think they did a real good job because you didn't really know. You didn't you, every every week. You don't know. You don't know what direction they're going. So I didn't think it was going to happen that. But I like the fact they didn't stretch it out, and they didn't make it go on and linger and linger and linger. So yeah, I was. I, I was hyped. I was hyped when it happened. And, you know, that don't happen a whole lot in wrestling when you just jump out the seats, like you know, like like you used to do back in the day. Yeah. Um, Did you jump be, out of your seat, LP? Yeah, I got I got hype. I can't I can't lie. I got I got hype, and I, it was like I thought I saw it coming, but then I was like, they ain't gonna do it, and then they swerved me. So that's the oh. that's the. Yeah, yeah that was the swerve of the century, man. Yeah, they had you looking to your left, and then here here come. Here come that right. So yeah. it's I still think the story ain't finished. I still think Solo is gonna betray Roma, but I guess we're gonna see. We just gotta wait on that, man. We just gotta wait on it. Let me ask you a question, man. What has more impact? Did some Sammy Zane betraying the bloodline? Jimmy getting exiled from the bloodline, or the Usos turning on Roman Reigns? Ah, you know what? They almost have equal value because of the fact of the way they're built it each time. I still okay. got to say, I think the Sammy was probably the biggest because they put more time into Sammy stuff than the rest of the stuff. I mean, yeah, if I had to rate it, I would put, I would probably put it in the order. Nah, I'll probably put Sammy, then Jimmy, and then Jay uh, in, that, in that order, of, you know, the way it went down. In that order? Yeah. Yeah, man, because that was kind of heavy, man. Uh, you know, the whole betrayal of the bloodline thing, that was, man, it was tough. Uh, I think that when Sammy did it, it took all of the steam out of the bloodline and, and where they were going. Um, it still told the story really well, which is what I love. And Sammy Zayn has become a megastar uh, off of the bloodline storyline. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Jimmy, when Jimmy kicked Roman, I didn't know where that was going because I wanted to see it. And I think everybody else wanted to see it. But when it happened, we were like, oh, snap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It caught, it yeah. caught me off guard uh, and it caught uh, millions of other people off guard. But this one, when the Usos kind of betrayed the, the bloodline itself and now we have a civil war where more than likely it's going to be Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus the Usos at Money in the Bank. That's going to be a great match. LP. You froze up. Say that again. What do you expect to see out of the whole civil war uh, battle that they're going to have at Money in the Bank? Uh, that's why I kind of think either Solo going to do something. If if well, I don't know. It, it, it's just starting, so I know they don't want to end it already. Right. So I, I think this is. I think this may just be a regular match, but I I think it's going to make Solo or somebody else do something different, or Roman going to call somebody else in. It's just not going to be two on two. Something something is going to spark uh, during it to keep it going because this is definitely they definitely going to keep this going because this storyline keeps it going. And then it allows Roman not to really have to fight for his belt as well. We still have to story. You think we might see a new member of the bloodline? Yeah, I know that um I mean they got a lot of people in their family, so they and 
I know, uh, I think Rock, no, not Rakisha. Umaga got another son that just debuted somewhere. Um, I don't think, if, if, I don't know if it was NXT. I don't know, but I know, he, I know, I saw he got a son that debuted. Okay, so, you know, they, they definitely could add to it, but yeah, I think, I think if they add anybody to the bloodline, it's not going to be an outsider. It'll, it'll be another someone. Man, you know what? I was thinking about who could possibly be introduced into the bloodline. And does the bloodline have to be blood of the Anuari family? I don't think so. I think that they can really introduce, for instance, if Roman wanted to take Zion Lee, who was a free agent coming up from NXT, um, I believe he's from Australia, but he has... Uh, or New Zealand, I'm sorry, New Zealand. I believe he's from New Zealand. Um, but he has Samoan ancestry. So does Bronson Reed. I think if you added Bronson Reed and Zion Quinn to the bloodline to replace Jimmy and Jay, that could work. And and or if you wanted to bring, you know, I'm saying, you know, like you said, uh one of the the you said one of the cousins, another cousin. From the bloodline, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, it, family runs deep, man. Family runs deep, and I, I would love to see what they do after that, and if they continue to keep the storyline moving and shaking. But man, right now, I'm I'm interested to see that civil war fight, and I know what it's going to be money. Uh, LP, who you got your money on to actually win that fight? Do you think Solo Sokoa? Uh, it's going to pull off that win with your tribal chief Roman Reigns, or do you think the Usos is going to do what they always do and dominate that match? Um, I actually think the Usos going to do it because the Usos need this win if they want to keep the story going. If Roman and Solo win, it don't really do much for the story. But if Roman and Solo loses, then it adds to the story more. Like they could, they could, they could run it. They could run it different ways. And still, that does, and it's, it's making Roman go look like Roman's is continuing to go down and lose his touch. The, the, yeah. the slow, the slow downfall of the king. I can see that. I can see that plan. But you know, still, we don't have anybody that's going to be able to take that belt off of Roman other than Solo Sokoa. And you're right. I think it might be Solo Sokoa if Paul Heyman sticks around. The you know the bloodline faction. Solo Sokoa could be poised to be in the next champion, man. And he can be billed as an undefeated uh, savage <laughs> of sorts. But I don't know, man. And we talked about it last time. Who do you see taking that belt off of Roman? Best damn nation, if you see any superstar that has the potential to take the belt off of Roman Reigns, please put it in the comment box or go to our social media pages and just make a comment of who you think Roman Reigns is going to be uh, defeated by. You know what I'm saying? I'm interested to see that. Let me go out to the Best Damn Nation, man. I uh, got a comment on Facebook. It says, when Jimmy and Jay look at each other, it's a wrap with that double kick. Uh, I definitely agree with that. LP, man, you said that the uh, super kick is way overdone and oversaturated, man. Uh, what do you rate the double kick from the Usos, man, on a scale of super kicks? I, 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 I can't 
I can't say I like rated highs. It's because sometimes they make it a little super strong, and the next time they don't. It's one of those iffy things to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, 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 I can see your point on that. Yeah, you because know. like one of them get hit by super kick, it's the they don't get back up, but everybody else can take a super kick <laughs> and keep on keep on rolling to the next part. Yeah, I'm trying to think who who still uses the super kick as a finisher. I think Dolph Ziggler does, but he also has to zigzag. But yeah, I'm trying to think who has a who has a, a super kick as a finisher. I can't I can't think of anybody yeah. right now. I don't I don't think nobody in the main no no main show does it just because it's so oversaturated now. People do it, but not as a finisher move. Right. I can see that. Well, man, uh, I'm interested to see where the rest of this uh, bloodline storyline kind of goes, man. Uh, it's a big story right now. And I know if you guys haven't checked out what happened this past Friday on SmackDown with the bloodline storyline, do yourself a favor and go check it out. You know what I'm saying? It's good TV, good television. Uh, let's talk about something else that I got really excited about on SmackDown. This SmackDown was pretty good, man. Uh, we had the Grayson Waller effect. Grayson Waller had his talk show on SmackDown, and he introduced and was flabbergasted and almost uh, had the words taken out of his mouth. I think I could really see he was nervous when he interviewed the Queen, Charlotte Flair. LP, I know you're happy, man. I know you're happy to see my girl back in the place to be. Uh, you missed her. Wrestling has missed her. The show has missed her. Uh, what do you have to say about that, Mister? Uh, I don't think I don't think nobody want to see Flair right now. It's just for her to show up and get another title shot. It's, I'm sorry. It's just yes. It's just not, that's just not, nah, she she ain't she hasn't earned it once again. She just popped up. She, you know, I'm big. Hold up, hold up. I'm what, what? people not What blasphemy did you just say? Charlotte Flair did not earn it. No, she didn't. She doesn't earn it. have to earn it. She's oh, yeah? Charlotte freaking Flair. No, she still got. She's she, still, she still need to put in work, man. That's why people don't like her, just because I told you before they're gonna they're gonna raise that uh her numbers up doing it just like that. Look, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what Charlotte said. She said. Back of the line. I don't wait at the back of the line. I started the line. She said the the line begins and ends with me. I created the line. I'm not waiting in line for a title shot. You know what I'm saying? Like why? <laughs> I'm Charlotte Flair. Why do you want to see Charlotte Flair dig her way up? From the bottom to the top. What sense does that make? That's just like watching um, Brock Lesnar roster just to get up to Seth Rollins. He don't wait. That's Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, you still, you still, it still, it still got to make sense. You breaking, you breaking up. 
You froze. You froze. Yeah, man. Um, the whole thing with Charlie Flair. Beautiful people. I'm going to have to put you on a pause. But listen, I'll be back in a second. Oh, guys, I want you to check out this interview with Mr. Everything. We're going to do a little throwback real quick uh, as Mr. Everything interviews everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, at the best damn wrestling podcast, this is your boy, Mr. Everything. And I just went to battle with this legendary superstar, this man of God, this soldier of arms. You know him as Gunner, you know him as Jackson Riker. I know him as a really good friend. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Gunner. Appreciate tonight, man. Appreciate tonight. I know, I, I truly appreciate yeah. it. I've seen you 13 years ago in a locker room like this. And I've seen you grow, and I've seen you go to TNA, I've seen you go to NXT, WWE. Out of everything that you've ever done, what is most special to you in everything that you've done? Man, wrestling or in wrestling. general? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Man, that's a lot of memories. Um, for me, one that can stand out, I think, is, is uh, and I've said it before on many shows, uh, I'll say two things. One, in 2012, I got a chance to wrestle Sting. We were horrible watching. But then in 2014, me and um, Nick Aldis, Magnus at the time, main evented Manchester Arena for the world title. Mm. Um, that stands out to me because I remember just how electrifying the crowd was. We went into that match, long story short, Nick from that area in England, and we're thinking, dude, this is going to backfire. But they hated him, they loved me, he told a story, and it's just, that's one of those. Uh, Memories I've been in the last for me. So, so I've got many, but that, that's, a, that's a standout. That's a standout. Yeah. Man, you are an amazing individual. You are a blessing to me, all the guys in the professional wrestling business, not just this locker room, everybody. And I humbly, humbly thank you so much. Appreciate you. So sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, Gunner, this everything. Back to you guys at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Well, a little blast from the past, man. That was Gunner, uh, formerly Jackson Riker, uh, with the WWE, man. Um, he's doing his thing, and he's on his farewell tour, uh, wrestling all around the country. Uh, Mr. Everything was breathing hard because he had just got finished rolling around in the ring with uh, with a man. So that was a great interview. I just thought, I thought I'd bless you guys. With a little twofer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little blast from the past. Man, but uh, SmackDown was super crazy. Uh, going back to the women's division, we have Bianca Belair who's claiming that she's next in line for the belt. Charlotte Flair feels like she shouldn't have to wait in line. She should automatically get a title shot. And she does have a title shot because Asuka accepted Charlotte Flair's challenge. And now we have Charlotte Flair 
versus Oscar at Money in the Bank. And Bianca Belair said, no matter which one of you wins, I'll be watching and waiting. Best believe your girl Bianca Belair wants to get back on top. Um, I think that she was an absolute great champion. I hope that this time away from the belt really gives her the opportunity to really go further with her character and really build it up and define it. I'm interested to see what they do with Bianca Belair now that she doesn't have the belt and now that she's chasing the belt along with Charlotte Flair. The SmackDown women's title contention spot is really heating up and eventually I think we're going to get Bianca versus Charlotte Flair. Maybe that might be at SummerSlam. Maybe that might be at Survivor Series or maybe they might try to hold that off for WrestleMania. I know that's going to be big. I know I'm waiting to see it. SummerSlam makes sense because now they're both on the same brand and they're both doing their thing. But let me got, you know, let me know what you guys think. Who would you rather see with the title? Do you want to see Charlotte Flair hold the title again? Do you want to see Bianca hold the title again? Or do you think Asuka has what it takes to have a lengthy title reign like she used to have back in the day? Comment in the comment box or hit up our social medias to let us know what you think. But I can't wait to see Bianca versus Charlotte. I think that's going to be absolutely great. Um, Bianca <laughs> Bianca was taking little jabs at, at Charlotte, man. She was saying, I didn't have to win the title 14 times to make history. To become relevant. You know who had to do that? You did. You know what I'm saying? Just throwing shots, little jabs at her. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, something else that happened on SmackDown. Uh, the tag team scene is kind of heating up. And they were trying to see who was going to be the next contenders for the unified tag team titles with Sami Zayn and KO. You know who we got? We got Pretty Deadly. I knew when I saw Pretty Deadly ringside, they was going to win that match. I absolutely knew that. <laughs> uh, but now we have Pretty Deadly versus KO and Sami Zayn. I'm not sure if that's going to be at, uh, on the SmackDown or if that's going to be at Money in the Bank. But when it does happen, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see who actually wins that. I, I know they might try to split up the belts or Pretty Deadly might take it. I'm not saying that I don't like KO and Sami Zayn holding the belts because they are great on TV and their dynamic together is really good. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, Pretty Deadly is a great team. They're very entertaining. So we'll see uh, if KO and Sami Zayn are able to hold on to those belts when they challenge Pretty Deadly. And we get to see uh, what Pretty Deadly is really made of. Let's go over to uh, Monday Night Raw, man. Uh, Monday Night Raw started off with a bang. Uh, Finn Balor attacked your boy, Seth Rollins, man. Seth Rollins came down to gloat. 
came down to dance. Everybody was excited. Everybody was partying. And then all of a sudden, man, uh, Finn Balor just came out of nowhere. Beating the hell out of Seth Rollins. Got him outside. Coup de gras off the steps uh, onto Seth Rollins' chest. That means he jumped off the steps and both of his feet landed directly in his sternum. <laughs> Pushed all his shit out. Is <laughs> all all his goods got discombobulated. Seth Rollins is on the ground. He thought it was over. It was not. He came back around for a second round. Jumped off the steps. Ooh, hit him in the same place again. Stumped all yesterday's lunch out his stomach. And then he was like, "Okay, okay, I'm leaving." No, he didn't. He came right back around. Ooh, stepped on him again, like he's squashing roaches. Man, LP. What do you think about Finn Balor attacking Seth Rollins? It looked a little personal, man. Uh, you know, if you guys know a little bit of the history between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, uh, Finn Balor was the first Universal Champion, uh, and then he got hurt by Seth Rollins, uh, and he did not have a long title run at all. He's been waiting seven years for this opportunity, and now he has it again. So, you know, Finn Balor is really making himself to be a villain. Uh, because last time we saw Seth Rollins and Finn Balor in the ring, uh, the crowd was just so loud that, that Finn Balor could not get out what he was trying to say. He could not at all. He couldn't. He couldn't beat that crowd, man. Uh, but this time he had to let the violence speak for himself. What do you think about Finn Balor attacking Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw? LP. Uh, I, I think they did. I think they did a great job with it. I'm surprised they didn't go with this storyline. It took them seven years to to come up with a storyline about them two doing that, um, but yeah, they I, it it made it made it more interesting. Um, and I told you that they weren't gonna have that match on NXT unless unless I'm mistaken that they had a match and I ain't seen it nowhere. You did that. Hold up, hold up. I got to stop you there because they I did have the match, and we're gonna talk about it because I watched it. Yeah, I didn't see that. I, ain't, I ain't seen nobody talk about it, so I thought I thought they didn't have a match. Okay, it was a banger. Oh, okay. Well, it was a banger of a match. Uh, but go ahead and finish it, then we'll talk about that a little bit later with Brian Breaker and Seth Rollins. But go ahead. All right. So yeah, but I, I really think it was um I really think it was good. It uh I mean Seth is no way Seth is gonna lose about this quick. But I think that whatever cracks that they had in the judgment day, they erased all those cracks last week. I don't know if they're gonna go back to it, but it seemed like they changed their mind. Like it looked like they was on the verge of making them break up, and then they kind of changed their mind and went back the other way. Because the judgment, they look pretty strong. Even though they lost, they still look strong the whole entire show. So the judgment, they really is, you know, they ain't, they ain't the bloodline, but they the best uh, villains. They the best overall. Yeah, they, they the best. I mean, they're not they, they're not doing good stuff with Rhea. I, I don't like what they're doing with Rhea at all, but um, they're not doing Rhea any favors. I'll say that because she this whole Natalia thing is just like I feel bad for Natalia because she she's a lot like uh, Dolph Ziggler. Like they done done too much to keep on getting treated like they get treated. Yeah, yeah. they're doing a lot of damage to to Natalia, man. And to be honest with you, uh, Rhea, looking as dominant as she is, she's doing damage to the rest of the competitors on Monday Night Raw because no, I can't other than Raquel Rodriguez, who I think. For sure, can take it off of 
uh, Rhea Ripley, even though she's not as big of a star as Rhea is. But in ring of powerless, you know, they they can they I think I can't wait for that to happen because, you know, um, they had a little they shared a little moment on Monday Night Raw. You know, Raquel had said a couple things and then Rhea had walked up and was like, what was all that? You were just talking. And she Raquel looked at her. She was like, mommy, you're not ready for me. And then stared her down and walked off. Raquel is the only competition in my eyes that can really step up and beat Rhea Ripley. She's a baby. She's the she's a baby face right now. And you know you have other baby faces on Monday Night Raw, but none of them I can't see toppling Rhea Star right now. You know what I'm saying? Not even Trish Stratus. Who some consider to be the greatest of all time. But now I look at Trish, I'm like, somebody please get Mae Young out the ring. <laughs> That's how I look at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trish, um, ain't, Trish, Trish ain't got no, I, I did not expect her to still be wrestling. Like I said, she must just need some. Because she ain't got no business still wrestling. I thought she was going to be a manager. And she's going for money in the bank. Like, I mean, now she. Money in the bank. The, Trish is the type of star who could carry that briefcase and make it. Interesting. Unlike all these other females, even even Rodriguez on the other one, they would just hold the briefcase. And I think with the briefcase, you just can't hold it. You got to make it. You got to make it interesting. You got to make people want to see when you're gonna cash it in. And you know, when you give it to this a regular person, it just ain't the way well, that regular person. But if you give it to somebody who ain't got no charisma, like you know, the Miz got charisma. Edge, CM Punk, like even when Big E had it. So if you just give it to any. Michelle Rodriguez would just say she got it. Like Trish, I don't know. I don't even know who all the females is already in the match, but I know Trish is actually the probably the most interesting to be perfectly, uh, perfectly honest. Even though, hell no, I hope we don't see that. But uh, she, yeah, she's I the think only, you got a point, man. Yeah, she's the only viable, viable star that could do something to really. I mean, maybe Trisha will get it. Maybe maybe that's part of why she came back. That's probably some pressure. She has some kind of contract set up where she may be like, let me get the belt one more time, which, I could, again, wouldn't make it. Only way she would beat Rhea is if she keep the girl Zoe Stark by her side, but it'll, it'll look like some cracks in that already because both of them are in that match, I think. Yeah, you got, a, you, got a, you got a point, but, you know, we might see them working together at some point. Uh, to be honest with you, now that I think about it and I look at the landscape of that match, Trish Stratus looks like she's the strongest competitor. And you're right. I think that if you gave Trish Stratus money in the bank, then, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if both Rhea and Oscar will look at Trish as a real threat, but with someone like Zoe Stark by her side. And then maybe if she got another girl, I don't know. But maybe, you know, with just her and Zoe Stark, that makes her kind of dangerous, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's the only way she's gonna do it is to get help. Her winning straight up is not even a fucking not even a thought. Yeah. That should be that should yeah. not be a thought in anybody's head. You see the way she won the bit, you see the way she won the opportunity, stuff like that makes more sense than her actually uh you know, her actually winning. But at least she did have a master qualified, unlike Logan Paul. 
Oh man, I'm glad you said that. So let's go ahead and make that transition over. Because Logan Paul brought his slug ass back to WWE and sat at the top of a ladder and kind of started. I thought he was baby facing for a second, talking about how great Cleveland was and the people that came out of uh, Ohio and all that stuff. And then he was saying, you know, I'm going to bring honor back to Cleveland because he's like the best thing I ever did uh, was move from Cleveland. <laughs> and so uh, he was just going in on, in on the crowd, man. Um, but he said he talked to the higher ups and they put him in the money in the bank match. And then for some reason, Ricochet came out and then Shinsuke came out and now everybody started coming out. But when L.A. Knight came out, he fired up everybody. L.A. Knight is the favorite, even with Logan Paul in this match. L.A. Knight is still the favorite to win this thing. And I, I like everybody that's in this match. If I had to say who was ready, I would say L.A. Knight is definitely ready. And L.A. Knight would make it interesting if he was money in the bank. I don't want to see Logan Paul with the belt pop in and out and then challenge somebody and just like get it like that. I don't. I hope that does not happen. Because yeah, well, I, think I think that... Go ahead. No, well, I was about to say, I think with the last couple of money in the banks, not really, you know, not really. It doesn't matter like it used to. I think with LA Knight, they can make it matter. With Logan Paul, they're not going to, they're not going to make it, you know, but you do know when, when stars get over organically, they are quick to say screw the fans and do something. So when Logan Paul showed up, I was like, oh, here we go. Because mm -hmm. LA Knight had it in the bag. So now I don't got LA Knight. I don't got an LA Knight at a hundred percent. I got him still winning, but it's a high chance that they're gonna pull some bullshit and give it to uh, give it to Logan Paul. Which, which the fact that he didn't even have a qualifying match is is just a spit in the face of these guys in the back. I know that their job to everybody, to everybody, women included. Yeah, I had a um, I had a. Guy and one of the wrestlers, he said that Logan Paul brings eyes to the product. I know you said it a lot, but like I told him, he really don't. He brings eyes to the product on TikTok and YouTube, but his people are not tuning in to the pay per view. They're just waiting for the highlights to come out. I'm pretty, you know, he is bringing eyes to the product and they're talking about it, but it's not affecting anything in the big picture. Uh, yeah, they have viral moments, but that doesn't help anything. Or the or the peacock subscriptions going up, or the pay per views getting bigger, like no. So Logan Paul, he is not really bringing eyes to the product like like they act like he is, because he really not. It's, a, it's it'd be different if it's a boxing match. His fans are tuning into a boxing match. It's just him, but they're not tuning in to watch a whole lot of wrestling. Those people they don't care about just to see him when they can just see it on TikTok <laughs> on Monday or or or. Listen, L.A. Knight came down to the ring <laughs> and told Logan Paul that he makes content for 14-year-old girls on TikTok that he want to call himself a megastar. Listen, <laughs> he said that, bro. I dropped everything and busted out loud. You can see 
on his face. That kind of stung when L.A. Knight said that. And and then Logan Paul didn't say nothing else after that. He kind of talked off the mic a little bit, and you can hear certain things he was saying. Oh, oh okay, this guy's coming up now. But what, after L.A. Knight said that, bro, he shut everything down, man. And I, and be honest with you, I would love to see L.A. Knight get this opportunity. L.A. Knight was one of those guys that came up from NXT that you were saying was in the group of a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> but L.A. Knight is doing his thing right now, man. And to be honest with you, money in the bank, I would love to see L.A. Knight win that. But I already know that they're going to give that to Logan Paul. I already know it. And it, it sucks to say and see, but I know that's what's going to happen. But I, I thought that was a slap in the face when they he was like, oh, yeah, I just talked to the higher-ups and they just put me in the match. For the men and women that had to qualify for that, I thought that was kind of disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I already know that Logan Paul is a big outside star, almost Bad Bunny-ish. Um, we were talking before who was the greatest celebrity wrestler ever. Uh, and then it was one point, at that point, in time, Boca Paul had just had a match with, with Roman Reigns, and then, you know, uh, we were kind of trying to figure out if it was him or Bad Bunny. With the Puerto Rico thing, Bad Bunny by far. I don't see anybody topping what Bad Bunny did in Puerto Rico. I don't. That was a, that was otherworldly. Um, but Logan Paul, man, we'll see. I think they're going to give him the money in the bank contract just to make it interesting. And he might take it all over the place, all over, you know, different media outlets and really bring more eyes to WWE and the money in the bank. Uh, after money in the bank, heading towards SummerSlam. That's the next big event. They got to promote that. I can see them having Logan Paul uh, cash in his contract after he wins it at SummerSlam. I don't know if you agree with me. But that's kind of how I feel like they're leaning towards. And I'm pretty sure he's going to cash it in on Seth Rollins. I doubt it's going to be wrong. Yeah, he's not going to he's not gonna do it on Roman. It's Bob, From he's what not. I'm hearing, Bobby Lashley's supposed to be getting his shot. Whether we will see. Because right now, they give Roman the space. Because they keep, that's why they keep on doing this whole storyline. Because Roman, once again, is not going to defend his title at the next pay-per-view. So the next time he defends it, like something literally has to happen. Even if it's against one of his, one of them, he got to defend his belt. Like y'all can't keep on talking about this guy's just the greatest this and that and the third. And the dude don't never defend his damn belt. Seth Rollins defend his belt in a damn in a gym in a gymnasium against <laughs> against Scrubs. So you you can't you can't sit here and say uh, I know he just fighting champion, but at the same time, like you can't have Seth doing all this. And you got to think, too, Seth is having these big matches every week and everywhere else. Seth put more wear and tear on his body than, you know, than Roman putting on his. I know Roman did a house show. When he went against Rey Mysterio, which was surprising to everybody. Um, but that was a house show. So, you know, damn well, he wasn't about to lose his belt in no house show. Right. So, yeah. And, then, and they're not going to get Ray the opportunity to fight the next pay-per-view, I don't think. So... I, I actually think LA Knight is better because LA Knight can pop up on both shows and really bring and talk talk his trash on both shows. Logan Paul is just gonna show up here and sporadically. 
But if you really pay attention to Logan Paul, Logan Paul has zero mic skills. Like he don't have yeah. The, yeah. the fans do him because he's a heel, but they don't got a choice because he's not likable. He doesn't know how to talk. The stuff he says, you can tell they don't. They let him do what he want to do, which is another piece of crap. He should have, yeah. he should have a grip, not yeah, trying. Right. Yeah. I think the only thing, I don't think the funny he did say when, when uh, your boy Butch came down, he was like, what's this, bring your kids to work? They like, like that was, that, that, that was funny. I freaking love Butch. Because I knew when, when Pete Dunn, a.k.a. Butch, came down to the ring, everybody just got to finish talking. And, he, I, and his music hit. I was like, Butch ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> he ain't going to say nothing. Butch walked right down to the ring, got in the ring, ain't say shit. He just punched Logan Paul in the face and started going, going at it. I'm like, yo, I love Butch because everybody wanted to see that happen. And I know I could always count on Butch to lose his mind and just go savage on somebody for no reason. I enjoyed yeah. it. They should, I they enjoyed should, it. They shouldn't have had Logan Paul. If they were have him do what he did at the end, they none, nobody got hit with nothing for real. Like <laughs> People got thrown out of the ring and little stuff. Like If y'all going to do all that, like they needed some. I know he punched Butch, so of course that. But everybody else still should have been uh, good. <laughs> like and nobody else should have been nice. After Butch walked down to the ring and punched Logan Paul in the face to start the fight, I didn't care what happened to after that because you know that moment was just so iconic to me. He didn't say nothing. He just walked. Everybody just got finished walking down to the ring, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to win money in the bank. I'm going to beat you." Blah blah blah. You know. Uh, but as soon as he got in the ring, yeah, he was on sight. He didn't say nothing. I, I love that aspect of it, man. Um, and I was like, I don't even care if they ended it with Logan Paul punching out, but I don't care. The fact that Logan, uh, that Bush walked in there and got his lick off, that's all I cared about, man. That's all I cared about. You know that, what I'm saying? And that, that lick when you got knocked out at the end. I don't know about that one now. Getting a lick in is cool, but uh, I don't want to get laid out after the fact. fan, I didn't care. I didn't care after that. Me as a fan, to be honest with you, because I just saw that and it made it made the whole segment for me. You know what I'm saying? L.A. Knight, when he told Logan Paul that he made content for 14-year-old girls and he shut him up and then Bush walking down to the ring and punching Logan Paul in the face, that did it for me. That was a great segment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it was at Logan Paul's expense, man. But to be honest with you, I I, I think that we're going to have to, to vote on it. Best Nation, who do you feel like is going to win money in the bank? Um, I got my money on Logan Paul, even though I don't want to put my money on Logan Paul. LP said he got your boy. Who you got, LP? I'm, I'm going to stay with LA Knight. I mean, they probably going to give it to him, but I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to say Logan Paul under no circumstances. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I hey, man. I hey man, your boy, your boy get too close to he be almost winning. And that's the thing that scares me. For somebody that's not a a, a real he's I mean, he's college, college and collegiate wise and, and wrestling wise, he's a real wrestler. But in the professional wrestling realm, he is not a real wrestler. And I yeah. think that a lot of people act like he's a he I just had this argument earlier today. Dude, does he look good in the ring with his highlights and stuff? Yes, he does. He he's a great he's great in the ring, but he's only as great as these guys make him look. Roman could have murdered him in two minutes. Seth Rollins could have murdered him in three. 
<laughs> the Miz could have murdered him in five. Like if they really wanted, they make him look good. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Why five minutes? <laughs> the Miz, the Miz like, got to be crafty. He got to figure his way out. Yeah, I mean, hell, I'm old, but hell, I'm I'm a, I'm a little athletic, but. If I, sat, if I sat in the ring, one of them, I'd be asleep in seconds. If unless they wanted me to, you know, unless they wanted it to look good, then yeah. they can make they can make they can you know you already know wrestlers can make you look as good. Just like Becky made Trish look good that that match, even though Trish was stinking up the place. Like whoever you with is gonna make you look good, and that's one of the reasons why uh, John Cena said he didn't want to wrestle Austin Theory. No, it's not 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 Austin Theory. Who was um Austin John? Nah, uh, John Cena didn't want to wrestle somebody. Austin Theory. Nah, nah, it was somebody. It was somebody else. They wanted, they wanted John Cena to wrestle before Austin Theory. God dang, I can't think of who it was. Was it Logan Paul? I don't know. It was somebody. Yeah, it, was, that John- it was probably Logan Paul. Yeah, I think John- I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't think that Logan Paul was ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I mean, we'll 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 see. What is it? Was it two more weeks or a week? I know something next month. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, let's go out to the best damn nation real quick. Uh, we got Mama Everything going live. She said, Hey guys, how you guys doing? We good, Mama Everything. LP, say hey to Mama Everything. Hey, how you doing? Well, t- tell your son to show up to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was taking time off. Huh? Yeah, this is going to turn into a two man podcast. We're going to have to start bringing in some new folks. Breaking in some new people, man. I got you, man. We got some some new guests coming in. We got some female personalities and all kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, have a feeling. Have a feeling when people don't. Yeah, that way we bring some of the best damnation on when we missing people to fill in the spot. Yeah, we're gonna have to start doing some best damn people. Uh, best damnation. I, I might do that. Do a little a little sign up. You know, it's a little competition for the best damnation to show up on and give their thoughts on some of this wrestling content, man. Uh, we got another comment from the best damn nation that says Gunther can probably believe do it. I think that's referring to beating Roman Reigns. LP, do you think that Gunther got the juice to beat your tribal chief, Roman Reigns? I, I really think he does, but as always, it depends on how they're going to play it. I think now with Roman not having the full bloodline, it makes him weaker now. So even before we always said that when Bobby fought him, he needed the hurt business to to back him up, you know. You or you know with uh, Gunther, you got Imperium. But now, if it's just Roman and Solo and Paul Heyman, it ain't the same as it was before when right. you had that. You know, when you had that whole squad, so other people really can can really take on Roman right now, and Gunther definitely uh, definitely can. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I haven't seen too many people where they. Feared the faction, right? Um, I think the bloodline really elicited a lot of fear from people because they said, hey, no, a lot. this is the crazy part. The bloodline was so powerful. It's almost like the NWO at that period of time when the NWO was running the whole industry and you knew if you had a match with either anybody from the NWO, you was going to get jumped. You remember that, LP? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. And spray painted. And spray painted. You're gonna get beat up and spray painted. So it's the same, so it's the same kind of thing. Re- in most recent memory, 
the bloodline was one of those factions that elicited that type of fear. Where anybody that went up and, and up to the bloodline was like, you know, I'm a fight, I'm a fighter, but I already know it's going to be tough because it ain't just Roman. It's Roman and everybody else that, in his family. You know what I'm saying? Roman Reigns auntie might jump in the ring one day. Just <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You never know. You know, you fighting the whole damn family. So uh, I think. They elicit a fear. I think Indu Sheer will elicit fear once they start talking a little bit more. Uh, they're they're very imposing and on Monday Night Raw, and I got to talk about this because Indu Sheer just destroyed Cedric and and Shelton. Uh, she- Cedric and Shelton they put up a little fight. They got some licks off. You know what I'm saying? They was they was going in, but the result was going to be inevitable. Uh, Indu Sheer won that match. They, Cedric and, I, and, and Shelton men are far cry from the hurt business that they used to be. And to be honest with you, I think that the feud within the hurt business, when Cedric and, and Shelton was fighting Bobby Lashley, excuse me, um, that really hurt Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin as competitors, and it made them look inferior. So now they they just beat up guys. Like everybody is beating up on Cedric and Shelton, and I don't get it because Cedric Alexander is the truth. He can't, you know, he the boy can go. Shelton, as old as he is, he still can go. Man, they just crapping all over your boys of hurt business, man. What do you think about in the sheer beating? Uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin LP. Uh yeah, I mean, they they definitely jobbing them out, making them look like jobbers. I mean, Cedric is still young. At least Shelton Benjamin has had his time in the sun, so I can see if Sheldon is kind of like Dolph and letting the new guys come up. But Cedric Alexander is still pretty new. He ain't even really had his chance yet. Um, I think he, I think he gonna leave eventually. I, I think he gonna get tired of it. Uh. I mean, Sheldon is. I mean, where else can he? I mean, it ain't. But you gotta think, he can go to. He can go to. Uh, he can go to. There's a lot of other promotions where they can make a living. Now, let's not act like WWE is in one shot. I'm I'm talking about from 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 a standpoint of you know that the WWE is going pinnacle. If you can stay on the roster for a certain amount of time, you can get paid pretty damn well for a long period. Now, I'm not saying that you can't get paid the same thing, if not more. Outside of the WWE, but to be honest with you, why would you want to go and I can see okay, I can okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna take that back because this has worked for some people. When uh, when your boy, what was his name? Um, Zach Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder, uh, Matt Cardona changed his name to Matt Cardona. He started doing a lot of things on the indie scene. Probably made more money on the indies collectively than he has in WWE. But you can't, you can't not give him the nod for hey, you are WWE superstar. You are a former WWE champion, um, and now that you're outside of WWE, you've made a career for yourself and a name for yourself, and to the point that your girlfriend. Got fired and then got brought back to WWE. Yeah, but you, know you got you got to look at your from what you said earlier. If wrestling is your job, your career, 
and you're and you're good, you want people to see that and know that. If you're getting your ass beat every week by some Pete, somebody like you a rookie, and you never gonna I mean money is money, but you still got a career and you wanna do it, you know, you wanna do it while you still can. Look at Cody. If Cody would have never left, Cody would have still he would have got fired and business like everybody else. And don't get it twisted. If they start doing some some cuts, people like Cedric and and them will probably be the ones that go. So you gotta think: Do you sit there and keep on letting them driving you out, or do you say, "Look, man, I don't got this. I don't made this little bit of money, but I got to do this while you know because the clock be ticking." So I, if I was Sheldon, or uh, if I was Cedric, not Sheldon, because Sheldon Sheldon been in the game too long. If I was Cedric and I'm still good like that, like look, y'all gonna have to do something, man, because this right here. Y'all trying to bring somebody else up and y'all haven't even brought me up. That's like on a job when you train your replacement. They bring somebody in and be like, no, they, I just need you to train them. Next thing you know, they don't took your job. No, no. I, I, <laughs> when I used to work, when I used to, when I used to work a job, I would never train nobody. I'm like, I ain't training nobody. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, know how, I know how jobs are. So, yeah. If Imagine if Cody never left. Co Cody is a prime example why you can leave. And go somewhere else and just see what happens. Like you said, Zach Ryder, there's actually a ton of wrestlers that are doing big thing and big things in other um other places. And just like you said, they probably can make more money. You're not you're not bound to WWE rules. You can do streamings, you can do you can do all look at Ryback. Ryback is trash. I I, I didn't watch wrestling when Ryback was a thing, <laughs> but I do know Ryback has a big following online. So he probably makes money, you know, doing that other stuff. So Bro. yeah, no. If you if he if he gets to the point you ain't on uh, you 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 feeling like your job ain't doing you right, get your ass up out of there, man. <laughs> the thing is, Cedric can go somewhere else and get big, and then WWE be like, damn man, we had this opportunity. Let's bring him back, just like they did with Cody. They saw what Cody was, and they were like, you know what, this dude is huge now. Let's bring him back. But right. Cody, Cody would have step stayed in there with the Stardust outfit on. <laughs> he would eventually brought, listen this is how i honestly feel i felt like cody had to leave and to to do something AEW came through cody which is great and cody brought AEW to where it is now which is a real competitor not you know in the wrestling atmosphere you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna say that they're a direct competitor to wwe which you know quote unquote said unsaid they are but you know realistically they can't really compete that's just like that's just like um bank of america and your local bank it's not it's not they both banks you know so you both get money from them you know what i'm saying there are benefits to both but by far bank of america is the most recognized bank you know what i'm saying um that was that was a that was a, and I want to talk to you about this real quick before we get into the rest of the show and then before we end it. Uh there was a um it was a message going around on social media. I think somebody had posed a question and then it got picked up by a lot of wrestling circles to say, Would you like to see Kofi Kingston have another championship run? Um his first championship run was really lackluster. Uh, he didn't face any huge challenges other than Randy Orton, who was probably one of his biggest challenges was Randy Orton at that time. 
And then Brock Lesnar squashed him in like what four, five seconds, seven seconds, or something like some crazy stuff like that. Um, so the question was, do you want to see Kofi Kingston have another championship run? I'm gonna pose that question to you, LP, because that's a very interesting question. Would you like to see Kofi Kingston have another championship run? Uh, I mean, he he's earned it. Uh, I, I I I think he's. I definitely think he's he's the kind of guy to earn it. But to be honest, I rather see Dolph Ziggler get another run before I see Kofi Kingston get another run. So, the, I mean, I really feel like those older guys like that still still have have been through hell because they has remained. They had Dolph Ziggler and the boys fighting in the in the bootleg fight club that they had down going back there. Like they do, they do whatever they're on the ground. Yeah, they do whatever they ask them to do, and don't complain about it. So yeah, give yeah. I, I would say I would definitely say give them one more chance. Um, but until they balance out some of this playing field, man, it's really gonna be pointless. Because if you give them the belt, you know you don't have them lose it so quick, or you know at least give them a couple of months with it. Oh, I don't even I don't even remember his reign, so I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how long he even had the belt. I know he wasn't. I know he. I know he wasn't even supposed to really even get the belt, but the fans made it happen. So, I think that's the only reason why they gave him the belt anyway, because of, because of the whole Kofi Mania thing. It wasn't because they were going to give it to him, because they definitely was not going to do it. So yeah, Kofi wasn't even in in, in the picture, man. Uh, that was one of those situations where the fans a hundred percent made a superstar. Um, I would even say. But that, I can't even say nobody else because that was really organic the way that Kofi rose. Almost like L.A. Knight. But L.A. Knight ain't really put in the work yet. He put in work on the independent scene and he did a little something in NXT. Uh, he was the first million dollar uh, champion in a long time, him and Cameron Grimes. Um, but to be honest with you, he hasn't put years into WWE, but he feels like he's old. This is the thing. I, I, and and uh one of the guys, I think Barry Corbett came back and said it. it was like, you know, you NSC guys come up and then you think that you're owed all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you, you're supposed to get a title chance and you're supposed to get all these opportunities. You're you're so entitled. And I, I would have to say that they are. I feel like LA Knight is a little entitled because I really wanted him to, to have some really good wrestling matches. You understand what I'm saying? I want to see, you know, I like the entertainment stuff. I want to see L.A. Knight's wrestling matches. He had a a, a great match on uh, SmackDown. Who did he face on SmackDown? Um, geez, Louise Hammond, cheese, please. Uh, I forgot, but anyway, uh, it was a it was a really good match. But I want to see him wrestle more and talk more and really. Legitimately build up up to his star, you know what I'm saying. So we'll see where uh, where LA Knight does, man, in this money in the bank thing. Hopefully he pulls out the win and proves me wrong because I got Jake Paul to win. Excuse me, Logan Paul to win this thing. I got Logan Paul to win it. I don't want to say it. I hate to say it. It felt nasty coming out my mouth, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, real quick on on Raw, we had um, the return of Tommaso Ciampa. And I've been wanting to see Tommaso Ciampa for a long time. I was wondering what happened to him. He got hurt. 
And then the Miz got pissed off because Seth Rollins had got hurt early in the night. And he was saying, look, I wanted a match. I was going to challenge Seth Rollins. So I'm opening it up, uh, open challenge to anybody on the Raw roster who wants to fight me. So then he came up. Tommaso Ciampa's music hit his old music. No one will survive this. I loved it. I, I love seeing Tommaso Ciampa back. I think Tommaso Ciampa is a real star. I think that he makes himself dangerous. I think he just needs to align himself with somebody because the, the playing field of WWE is a little bit different. So maybe he needs to look somebody else to bring up his star. But I'm happy to see Tommaso Ciampa back. I want to see what Tommaso Ciampa do. And I'm so excited. Let's go over to the Best Damn Nation, man. We got a couple of comments over here. Uh, what's up, guys? By the Elite not being at Dynamite tonight, what do you think Punk... Do you think that Punk will be there? Hmm. That's a good question. LP, do you think that CM Punk will be in the building tonight uh, with the Elite not being there on Dynamite? Uh, I thought I thought they were just gonna keep him on on the collision show. I thought they was making that his show. Uh, I mean, I may be wrong, but that's what I thought the point Isn't of collision. Huh? Isn't well, that not, a paper view? No, I think that's the name of the show. The show that, that he was when he debuted back. That was the that's the new show. If I ain't mistaken, I might be mistaken, okay. but I'm mistaken. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But no, that it's it's the new show. So the punk would be on that show. They're basically trying to get like a like two brands to space out some of the space out some of the wrestlers, which they should do because they got a lot of wrestlers. Uh, yes, no, I don't. I don't think CM Punk is going to show up because, I mean, it's inevitable that these guys got to work in the same company. I mean, that's just who hasn't worked, who hasn't had a job where you got people you don't like. <laughs> that's a regular thing. Like I used to hate half the people on my job, my jobs. So yeah. that's, that's that's part I of life. This is a it's a little high schooly, don't you think? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he yeah, won't be there. Well, I ain't gonna be there. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I mean, it kind of is, but it kind of ain't because a lot of job people go through that kind of drama. You know, he say, she say, people going back telling the boss different stuff, and you know, I don't mess with this person or this person messing with this person, and you know, it's 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 the life factor. I mean, they may get over it. They they can be like men and be like, look, man, I was wrong. You was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this money. Because that's really, really boiled down to, at the end of the day, let's get this money. Especially with CM Punk getting older. He definitely need that money. And these other guys, the Young Bucks, whatever, they need that money too. The, yeah. young, bu the young Bucks are cool, but let's not act like the Young Bucks are the greatest. I used to like the Young Bucks a lot when I used to watch them on Ring of Honor. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care for them as much as I used to. I just thought it was very entertaining. I never thought they was great wrestlers. Uh, Kenny Omega, now that's something totally different. Kenny Omega is, he earns, he earned the right for people to think he's one of the best in the world. But the Young Bucks, nah, I, I can't, you know, they're, they're, to me, I've never been that big on them outside of their entertainment part. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the Young Bucks and, and their style of wrestling. Um, I think for me, the indie style, and we were just talking about it earlier about certain moves being overused. And uh, the Young Bucks, for me, are one of those groups that overuse moves. They do spectacular moves in the ring. But how many times can you super kick somebody? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 25 times in the face in one match. 
You know what I'm saying? I, you know, they pull off some moves that are spectacular that look like finishing moves. You know what I'm saying? And that, that kind of bothers me a little bit. But to be honest with you, man, I, I love the Young Bucks. I love what they're doing. Um, I don't know. Hopefully they're all on the, on the show. Maybe they need to confront each other. You know what I'm saying? Start a little beef, a little in, internal. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they need uh, a little friction to be able to carry the rest of the product, man. Because even CM Punk being back, you still have MJF as the champion. Um, I can't, I'm not that excited to watch Dynamite anymore like that. Like, I catch it on the back end, but I'm not regularly tuning in. You know what I'm saying? I think that the Bloodline storyline has... has has been so great that it kind of just drew me into WWE and I kind of slowed down on watching AEW because the more I watch it, the more it just don't make sense to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like certain things don't make sense. Do you feel that way up here or am I tripping? I, well, I mean, with me, I, I just ain't got that kind of time. I don't yeah, got a time. To <laughs> now, back in the days, I watched Raw. I watched uh, SmackDown. I watched uh, Nitro. I watched Thunder. <laughs> you know, I watched <laughs> Heat. Uh, Shotgun Saturday Nights. Saturday Night Main Event. Like, I watched everything pertaining to wrestling. But, like, now, now I just... I know some people watch both of them religiously. But, I, yeah, I just ain't got that time. I, to be honest, if it wasn't for Hulu, I, I wouldn't see half the damn stuff that go on on, on, uh, <laughs> on SmackDown. Smackdown yeah, yeah. yeah, thank God for streaming. Uh, so yeah, I just ain't got time. Man. I definitely would though, because I, I when I catch the stuff that I do catch, I do enjoy it. I do think AEW has better wrestling. Um, I just think WWE has better storylines, but they're not they're not that different like everybody else they are because WWE don't have they have one good storyline. Everybody else is kind of less like there, but AEW matches and their promos are a thousand times better than WWE. Like you can take a hand, you can take several several of the promos that go down to AEW, and you can't hardly count no promos. Like they don't even really do promos on WWE like that if you really think about it. Like they do backstage segments. But when was the last time somebody got in the ring and cut a hell of a promo? I can't even think of that. Well, I can I can I can tell you, uh the last promo that I watched that was pretty good was on NXT. And now you have uh this past Tuesday. And next Tuesday is an NXT event, Gold Rush. And Gold Rush has had some pretty big matches from the NXT uh, roster. But one of the biggest matches um, was with the, a big match that I'm waiting on. is Carmelo Hayes versus Baron Corbin. I know that don't seem like a big match for a lot of people. But it was a big match for me because I saw Carmelo Hayes step up on the microphone a little bit against Baron Corbin. And, you know, Baron Carmelo Hayes was like, look, Baron Corbin, you're not the first big guy that's coming here. You're not the first main roster guy that's come down and tried to take my spot. He was like, you keep saying that this is your house. You keep saying that this is your house. But since I took over the lease or the deed, I done put some extra rooms in here. I didn't put some extra windows in the house. And I had to replace the roof because I kept blowing that bitch off. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes 
was saying, I am him. I am all everything that you came here to do. You, I'm that challenge. You're not going to make a name off of me. Try to get your relevancy back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and Barry Corbin hit him with the, you know, I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to come in. I'm going to take your championship. I'm going to go home. My wife going to make me a, a drink. I'm going I'm to cook a big-ass steak, and I'm going to sit in my multi-million dollar house and, and put that belt on the wall on my trophy. <laughs> Man, you got to go back and watch that. I know I'm paraphrasing for both of them. But I want to see that interaction, man. I think that happens next week uh, between Carmelo Hayes and Van Corbin. But this Tuesday, we had Seth Rollins versus Braun Breaker. I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect Seth Rollins to accept Braun's challenge. I didn't accept uh, Seth Rollins to even show up after he got all his guts rearranged by Finn Balor. I didn't expect that at all. Uh, but he showed up and he showed out. They put on one hell of a match. Braun Breaker surprisingly dominated most of that match, where I thought on multiple occasions Braun Breaker was going to be the new champion. I was like, I can't believe that they're going to do this, but if they're going to do it, why not do it on a show like this for NXT? And that would not only bring and boost up the ratings for that show, uh, but that will also bring Braun Breaker in and introduce him to the Raw roster as a legit badass to be able to take down Seth freaking Rollins. But he he had a great showing against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins pulled out the win, but it was a, a banger of a match. And if you have not had the opportunity, please do yourself a favor and go back and check out Seth Rollins versus Braun Breaker on the first night of NXT Gold Rush. Uh, that was the major main event for that. Uh, let me go back out to the best damn nation, man. They're on fire right now. Uh, we got Jay Logan says, "Get get to the guests, man. We already we already went past that. You late? Let's <laughs> go." Uh, rumors are also that they have plans for Punk versus Kinta, uh, but it was but it was scrapped. I'm not sure if I said that right, Kinta Kinta, but I think I know who you're talking about. Um, that would have been a big match. AEW has some really great booking. I can't say that. They have great booking. Um, do you guys think Punk will declare himself as Collision World Champion since he came out with the belt he never lost in the red bag? Mm, that's a good question. I'm going to post that to the best damnation. Uh, if you guys have an opportunity... Answer this question. Do you guys think that Punk would declare himself as Collision World Champion since he came out with the belt? He never lost in that red bag. It's a good question. Thank you, Victor Nash, off of YouTube. Appreciate that, sir. Oh, man. Real quick, LP. There was uh, something that I caught on while watching NXT. They're going to bring Raw Underground to NXT. I like Raw Underground. I like where they were going with it. I didn't know how it was going to fit in the show. I felt like it should have been its own entity. I think Shane McMahon was was on track with it, but for some reason, they just stopped doing it. For some reason, man. Uh, but now uh, there are two people. Uh, Damon Kemp 
and I don't know the new guy's name. It's it, it's, it's keeping my mind, but um, he's really good. I watched him wrestle, but they have a, a Raw Underground style match. But the thing that really uh, confused me was Damon Kemp's brother, uh, Gable Stevenson, came out and said, "Hey, I'm." He he went to his brother's competitor and say, "I will train you." To fight against my brother. Uh, that I didn't I didn't understand that. Why would you train your brother's opponent against your brother? That, that just don't make sense to me. How are you gonna start off with beef? <laughs> How are you gonna start the whole thing off with beef? Uh, but that's interesting though. But I'm I'm really interested to see if they keep the raw underground around. And if they do, I think that'd be good for NXT, man. You know, for new people that ain't really doing nothing, if they know how to fight, at least they can get around and, and show people that they know how to fight. And then maybe they might draw some interest to their character. And maybe they might start doing some things on the main show for NXT. But to be honest with you, I'm glad that Raw Underground is back around. And I want to see what they do with it because I did like it. LP, did you like Raw Underground? Not at all. You didn't? <laughs> I did not like it at all because it was like a bootleg. It looked like it looked too much like Brawl for All for me. It it, it gave me Brawl for All vibes, and we all know how bad that turned out. So no, I think it. Um, I mean, it did give the guy something to do. You remember wasn't... Brawl for All though? Yeah, I remember Brawl for All, and I, but I remember how everybody came off bad. Nobody came off good at the end for Brawl for All. Like, yeah, from, it, ru it ruined Bart Gunn's career. Uh, Dr. Def Steve Williams, like, <laughs> Brawl for All did not work out. So, um, I mean, kind of like you said before, if they were to do something like that, that would that needed to be, they need to make that an online show. Like, subscribe to WWE Online or something and make it an actual show. It don't need to be on no network. They don't need to put that much time in. But they can make that an uh, online only uh, Peacock exclusive or, you know, something like that. I should be working for these people because I got better ideas than they got. <laughs> Instead of trying to put it on NXT, like that could work online. Like kids or whatever will probably like watch that online. Right. You know, people, people watch that online even even if they don't watch wrestling, because especially if it's if they think it's shoot fighting. So yeah, that's the only place on the ground should be not on the not on the show. I don't. I, I don't think, think so. I think I think it has its place. Um. I think you could really do something with it because a lot of NXT uh, people that come up through NXT or even coming up the main roster do have MMA or fighting backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's I love to see almost UFC element to it. And if they can make it work, you know, because they're already owned by Endeavors who owns UFC too. So it would just make sense if you, hell, if you can do a small segment or a small show Raw Underground, and and have NXT and and SmackDown and Raw, uh, people that aren't really doing much, kind of compete in that element. I think it was good. You I, during Raw Underground, I saw how badass um, Dolph Ziggler was. Dolph Ziggler was terrorizing everybody in Raw Underground. Uh, Double Kato, who is in NXT right now, he was dominating people in Raw Underground. Raw on the ground was the first time we saw Omos as that big ass bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? He looked like part of the building. 
But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was big as hell. That's the first time we saw Omos, man. Um, but I, like I said, I, I hope they did. I hope they do something with it. I think NXT is a is a great place for that. And if they do make it a sub show, I hope they do make it a sub show. I will, I will watch it. To be honest with you, I, I don't know about you, but I will take a look at it. I don't know. I'm just saying. If it's on, yeah. if it's online, if it's online, I mean, it's easy to check on stuff online. I, I would yeah. if it, but if it was something like that, I definitely would, and it wouldn't cost them much to do that. Okay. All right. Uh, Best of Nation, let us know what you think about Raw Underground, man. Are you guys excited to see Raw Underground back, or do you think it should have stayed? where it was <laughs> in the obscurity of WWE events and, and ideas uh, that goes a long way oh man well listen best damn nation we have had a great show LPZ let the people know what you got going on man and where can they find you uh, as always, you check me out on my Instagram, One Click Photography Shoots, photos, fashion shows, events, all that good stuff. You can check everything out on there. Oh, man. If you need a photo shoot, go hit up your boy LP. He got what you need, Jack. He got what you need. Oh, man. And uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me at, at all pl platforms at Brian Renegade. Got all kind of stuff going on. Uh, so if you're on Facebook, check out Brian Renegade, or you can go to Renegade in Rio. See me and my partner. We get all all kind of adventures, fun stuff, good stuff, good wholesome family stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if you get a chance, go to Renegade in Rio to our page on Facebook. Um, or you can check me out at Brian Renegade on all platforms and see what I got going zone. I don't know why the hot topics is playing, but if you want to check out the show on our social media, it's the only thing that you have to go is to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can visit our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can go to Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can visit us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can visit our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, well, the only thing that you have to do is go to our Patreon. www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. Well, as little as $5, you can join the best damn nation. You can get all kinds of goodies. We got cups, we got mugs, we got shirts, we got hoodies. We got all types of goodies for your pleasure. And we got behind-the-scenes content that you can only check out if you are a part of the best damn nation. We've had some great interviews so far. Uh, we've interviewed the great Ron Simmons Recently, we've interviewed uh, Ricky Morton, we've interviewed Gangrel, we've interviewed EC3, and we got more coming for you at the best damn wrestling podcast. So if you want to support your show, if you want to see us doing great things, let us be great and join the best damn nation. Go to our Patreon, www.backslash patreon.com Backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. 
to support your boys and to support the show. LP, we do this each and every week. We like to give people a little bit of motivation, <laughs> a little bit of uh, 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 feel good. You know what I'm saying? Something to get you through the week. Beautiful people, it is time for the final word. LPZ, do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Uh, I guess my final word would be just uh, just live. You know, whatever you got to do, whatever you're trying to do, whatever you want to do, just live and make whatever you want to do happen. Oh, man, that's a good one right there. Just live. You know what I'm saying? Don't just work to pay bills. You work to provide a life for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just live. You don't like the stress of your week and stress of the day dictate on when you can show gratitude for living the life that you have right now. Even if you ain't where you need to be or where you want to be, just have faith. You know what I'm saying? Take a chance on yourself. Do something outside your norm. Eat something you ain't never ate before. You know what I'm saying? Just live. Live your life. Life comes in all different shapes and forms. But if you're true to yourself, you're true to what you want, and you go after what you want to have, then my friend, you are living life. You are living life. But that life ain't worth living if you ain't got love in it. Have love in your heart, love for yourself, love for your man, love for your woman, love for your brother, love for your sister, grandmas, aunties, all that. Gotta have love in your life. But uh, just remember, beautiful people, to live your life. Don't be stressed. That's a beautiful word from your boy LP. You like how I elaborated on that LP? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. You know, I try, try to do my uh, my reverend every once in a while. You know, what I'm saying give it to the people. Uh, beautiful people. I guess I had if I had to give you uh, a final word, a word of motivation for today, it will be discipline. Will take. You places that motivation cannot. Ooh. Discipline can take you places that motivation cannot. LP, let me ask you a question. You ever have a hard time motivating yourself to do something? Yeah, all the time, like going to the gym. Yeah, the gym is a, is a, is a struggle. I, I used to go to the gym all the time when I was young. I had nobody had to ask me to do it. It was just an automatic thing. I would work out three, four times a day, and I was buff. Uh, I was so buff that even when I was living in uh, when I was living in Raleigh, right before I moved up LP, I used to go out to the club. And, you know, all my homeboys just up and got married, and you know, started living lives. So I would go to the club by myself. It would come to the point where I would just go into a club, and then the owners and security would come and say, "Hey." Are you working tonight? Are you working this corner right here? And I'm like, hey, man, I don't work here unless you want to give me a paycheck tonight. But other than that, I don't work here. I'm just I'm just a patron, just like everybody else. 
<laughs> like who that big dude in the corner? Mm-hmm. Uh, but discipline helped me stay in the gym, helped me stay fit. When I lost that discipline, that's when I started putting on weight. That's when I had to motivate myself to get up, go to the gym, go for a walk. Uh, but when you can't motivate yourself, if you stay disciplined to something, if you stay disciplined to an activity, or if you stay disciplined uh, within yourself or in, in a practice, or even something, stay disciplined within your religion, discipline can take you places that motivation cannot. Because sometimes a little motivation won't get you nowhere. But discipline can force your ass to get up <laughs> and get going and get to it. You know what I'm saying? So discipline will take you places motivation cannot. If you can't get motivated, if you can't find motivation, this discipline yourself to do it and get it done. Oh man, listen, I can't hold you any longer. You've been with me for about an hour and 37 minutes and, and six seconds. So I appreciate you. Uh, beautiful people for joining me each and and every Wednesday, if you want to check out more episodes of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, go over to YouTube at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, and you can check out all the episodes that we've had. Just go over to the live section. You can check out all of our lives, or you can check out our repurposed content on the page also. Uh, like I said, if you want to go to Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, we on all those platforms. Right now, we have about 15 platforms that we are on right now. That includes one of our biggest platforms, Spotify. Uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast, you can check out your boys, the best damn wrestling podcast each and every Wednesday. Jack, see what we got going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got more good stuff coming to you, but I can't hold you no longer. I know you got stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? I know you got uh, some work that you got to do. If you in school, you got homework. Uh, and if you got a partner, you got to pay them some attention. So you can stop looking at me and go on to doing what you was doing before. But I appreciate you guys. And as always, we will see you next week on the next Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Beautiful people, we bid you adieu. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs>